Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1791 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. From accomplishing goals to launching podcasts to creating funnels and webinars that convert, um, I have four, count them, four free courses for you at eofire.com. And did I mention they're free? Go check them out. Now, let's chat with today's featured guest, Dr. Richard Schuster. Dr. Richard, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to ignite, yes. JLD. <laughs> Dr. Richard is a psychologist and host of The Daily Helping Podcast, whose guests inspire listeners to become the best version of themselves and make the world a better place. Dr. Richard, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. So my personal life is I spend a lot of my time in my clinical work working with children and families who have experienced abuse, physical, sexual abuse. So that's what I do in my day job, so to speak. And then the podcast, the Daily Helping Podcast, is this other adventure in which I am connecting with some of the coolest and most inspiring influencers to help people reach their true potential. And we have a movement along with that, the hashtag My Daily Helping Movement. And my goal is to get a million people each and every day to commit acts of kindness and put them out in their social media feeds. Super cool. And what would you say today, Dr. Richard, is your area of expertise? So my area of expertise really comes from my combined experiences of doing some things I used to do. I was a former IT professional. I have a master's in social work. And in my clinical psychology background, I've advanced training in forensic and neuropsychology. So these are the things that I put together to help people overcome their weaknesses and really thrive. Well, within that area of expertise, what do we need to know as entrepreneurs so that we can thrive and dig for something kind of deep here, like something that we don't already know? I think it's kind of cliche to say, you know, follow your heart's desires. And, and we already well, know that, that anyway, so yeah. <laughs> for, for sure. And, and well, that's all true. What I've learned in business and life is to really win, to really win, your focus needs to be on helping others, period. Your staff, your vendors, your clients, everything that you do should be purpose-driven. And if your mission is nothing more than just amassing large piles of revenue, you're doing it wrong. That isn't to say that we as entrepreneurs shouldn't want, shouldn't strive for the financial freedom and all of the benefits that come with doing your own thing. But what I'm saying is that the money and the accolades are going to come if we're fulfilling our purpose and we put the needs of others before those of our own. And there is a really large body of research that suggests the neurological components by this are out there. And I'm not going to cause your listeners to go to sleep and start focusing on neuroanatomy (laughs) here. But this is what we know. In a nutshell, helping others fires the same regions of the brain that are activated when we receive gifts and experience pleasure. So this is called the mesolimbic pathway. That's my only neurological term I'm throwing at you guys today. (laughs) Spell it. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's also called the reward pathway and for a good reason. And what happens is when we commit acts of kindness, when we help others, a neurotransmitter called dopamine, which a lot of people have heard of, that gets shot out into us. And that is the 
neurotransmitter which helps control the brain's reward and pleasure centers. This is a good thing. Another thing that happens when you help others is it promotes the release of oxytocin into our bloodstream. And the presence of that oxytocin is so important because it's been scientifically proven again and again to promote feelings of trust in others. And these hormones in concert, what they can do is they can lessen stress levels and anxiety. They can elevate the helper's mood, improve relationships, relationship satisfaction. And the other thing that's really cool that entrepreneurs will appreciate is that it leads to fewer sick days. And that's been proven in the research as well. So that's good for the business, good for the soul, good for everybody. One thing that I keep coming back to, and I think this is kind of spurred by the reading of Sapiens not too long ago, is Fire Nation, like, you know, we may have evolved a lot and come a long way in the last hundred years with everything that we now have in this quote unquote modern world. But like your brains don't evolve overnight. And, you know, back in the stone ages and prior to that, I mean, you know, we survived as a species by helping each other and by being part of that tribe and by being committed and supporting and guiding and all of these things. And so that's why the brain rewards you when you do that kind of stuff. And just because now, like, you know, I could literally buy some small island in the South Pacific and just kind of hole up and do my thing. Like, I don't want to do that because, you know, I want to be part of a tribe. I want to be part of a community. I want to help others and do that. And you need to think about that when you're structuring your day, your life and your, you know, your business, your career. I mean, that's the thing that's going to bring you the most joy overall. And speaking of joy, Dr. Richard, I want to speak, I want to speak of the opposite of joy, which is misery because i want to talk about your worst entrepreneurial moment to date you know maybe it was only for a minute maybe it was for an hour but you were pretty devastated at one point in your entrepreneurial career take us to that moment tell us that story well it was actually a, a two year string of Oof. misery for me and and in this uh, i was doing the exact opposite of what i talked about Prior, I, in my first entrepreneur, entrepreneurial adventure, so to speak, uh, in IT consulting, I had done some work as an IT consulting uh, in a solopreneur, so to speak, but wanted to go bigger, better for the purpose, really, of just amassing things, boats and cars and all of these things that I felt like I needed to have at the time. And I aligned myself with the wrong people due to that allure of money. And not to say that these guys were bad people, but they were the wrong people for me. And even though my instincts were telling me otherwise, in the end, it really cost me dearly. The business was a disaster. Uh, I felt like I let a lot of people down, and and I really sacrificed my integrity, I think, at the time because I aligned myself with people whose values and missions were so different than mine, just because they had skill sets I did not. So that was an extraordinarily hard lesson to learn. Well, knowing what you know now, looking back, I mean, what were a couple of key mistakes that you made and what were a few key lessons that you learned that you really want to pass on to Fire Nation? Well, again, the mistakes that I made were that, you know, it's, it's hunting the money. And in doing so, you know, you, we all have... I like the cartoon analogy of the little the angel on the left shoulder and the devil on the right. And it wasn't quite like that. But we should trust our instincts. And my gut was telling me, you know, the this this is not right. And and I think the other thing that really held me back was uh, fear that I was afraid of letting so many people down that were believing in me to pull this off. But but really kind of the game changing moment for me the life-changing moment was, you know, in the midst of getting this organization going, 
I was nearly killed in a car accident. Uh, I ended up breaking my back and suffered some pretty severe injuries. And that was life-changing for me for a number of reasons. And you know, I, I said I wasn't going to talk about the brain very much, so I, I lied a little bit. Uh, I'm going to talk about what we know about near-death experiences because there is a large body of research that, that shows that when people are believing they're about to die, and I was sure I was going to die, now, when did you think you were going to die? Like during the accident? During the accident itself. So what, what, what tends to happen if you're driving a car and, and another car, essentially what happened to me in this moment was I was trying to make a left-hand turn. I was at the base of a hill and it was very sunny. The sun was in my eyes and I just didn't see this car screaming at me full speed. And I, but in, in the span of about a second and a half, I see it coming at me. And kind of like the Matrix, everything slowed down really? for me. And though it was only a second and a half or so, I was literally able in that moment to assess my life. And the first thing that popped into my head really was, I'm going to die now. Oof. And I was thinking in that moment of all of the people I'm letting down. My first thought was with my mom and my dad. Uh, then I was thinking about my brother, my sister-in-law, and what have I accomplished? What am I, what was I trying to accomplish? You know, I was so excited. I just, I was telling everybody I wanted to have this giant boat and it had, and there's nothing wrong with boats if you like boats, but I wanted things for the sake of wanting things. And the, the accident was completely in slow motion. I could see the center console being crushed into me, glass flying. And I was, to this day, I don't know how I survived the accident. It was, it was so remarkably brutal. And it took me a long time to recover from those physical injuries. And I did go back to my work. I, I returned and it was kind of like nothing was ever the same to me. It was almost like everything was just sort of the shade of gray. Like I, I just wasn't passionate about selling software networking and knew that I needed to be doing more. But I stuck it out again for for those reasons I mentioned a little bit earlier, JLD, that I didn't want to let people down and I had invested so much into it. And I really just became more and more miserable until I finally mustered the courage to walk away from it. And I knew that I wanted to do something that was more meaningful. I knew that I wanted to help others. And I knew that my purpose was to do something more altruistic. I had no clue in the world how to do it, but I knew what I was doing was was not right for me, and I walked away. Fire Nation, don't wait for a devastating car accident or near-death experience to make a change. I mean, you know, deep down, your gut is telling you, just like Dr. Richard's gut was telling him, that intuition's there. It's been guiding us for millennia as humans. So don't wait for that moment. Like, make that change now. Like, there's no reason not to. And to kind of go back to something earlier you were saying, Dr. Richard, this Albert Einstein quote has made such an impact in my life because I, like you, in my mid-20s, early 30s, I was chasing the success. I was chasing the money. And this quote by Albert Einstein changed everything for me. It was, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And I looked back over the last six years and said, man, I've just been trying to find success through the wrong areas, law school, corporate finance, real estate. What would I do if I could just be a person of value, nothing else? And that's when I had the aha moments of Entrepreneur on Fire. So that is a mindset shift that I think you need to be thinking about, Fire Nation, if you're not already there. And for you, Dr. Richard, 
Let's talk about an aha moment. What's one of the greatest ideas that you've had today to take us to that moment you had that idea and how you turned it into a success? I would say this aha moment kind of came after I walked away from that business. You know, again, I, I had this idea that I wanted to help others. I had no idea how I was going to do this. I didn't know if I could get into graduate school because I was a little bit older and I had no clue what was going to happen. And I found myself at a grocery store one day and I, I overheard two two women talking about what is this MySpace? What is this Facebook thing? And we're talking about, you know, are their kids safe? Could they do this? And then what I, I kind of interjected and I said, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I have, you know, a background in, in this and, you know, I could give you some information and I, I talked to them and they're like, you need to come. One of them was actually a school administrator and you need to come to our school and, and do this. And before I knew it, I'm now lecturing to schools about cyber safety and working with the cybercrime division. Of the and what police. year is this? This was back in 2004-ish, right about then. So, you know, social media was really starting to just find its roots and it wasn't long after that, you know, that because it was for a while just kids using it, and then it just kind of exploded. So I felt more at peace. And my aha moment was, even though I had made this massive, what I felt at the time was mistake, you know, and in, in going into technology and the business, I'm able to pull from that. And now I'm using my knowledge and technology to help others. And then as I was doing these speaking tours and I was at one school and and a school counselor came up to me and said, hey, you know, Richard, uh, we, we need mentors and we really we have a lot of female mentors, but not so many male mentors. And we have this kid in the seventh grade and he's having a lot of struggle, uh, struggles. Would you be willing to do it? And I said, yes. So now I volunteered to be a mentor for this kid and I kept him for two years, actually. And all of a sudden it's starting to come together for me. And I'm like, OK, so, you know. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Even if you make mistakes, that's okay, but you can learn from them. You can pull experiences from them, and that's what I did. And then I had applied to a graduate program in clinical social work, got started, rocked that degree, and then you know applied to a doctoral program in clinical psych and w was fortunate enough to get into that school. And now I'm doing what I'm doing, but it was really that initial conversation in the supermarket that kind of re re kickstarted my adventure and put me down my path. So what would you say, Dr. Richard, you would want our listeners, Fire Nation, to really take away from your aha moment? Like how can we apply just that moment and the lessons you learn from it to our businesses? Learn from your mistakes and be humble and be willing to know to say, okay, you know, this is something that happened. And even if you're changing gears, even if you put out a new product line, even if your business completely shifts and changes, there are elements of your story which matter. And when you have the courage to say, I screwed up, but I can take from this, I think that's the thing. You know, we have to have humility. We have to be able to admit to ourselves that it's a journey. And you only really are failing if you are just so arrogant as to say, you know, nothing that happens is my fault. Be humble. I guess is, is the bottom line I would have to say from that. I do love the phrase, Fire Nation, be humble 
be happy. And it's something that I try to live by because we're all looking for happiness in life. Um, why not start by being humble? Now, Dr. Richard has been dropping value bombs thus far, and he's been very kindly staying away from uh, two in-depth terms of his area of expertise, which uh, we all appreciate. But these value bombs aren't stopping. They're going to be coming in the lightning round when we get back from thanking our sponsors. You know what's really frustrating? It can sometimes be a little embarrassing when you spend a lot of time in bandwidth creating something you're sure is going to work and then it bombs. Kind of like when you create a Facebook ad for a client or for your own business and the money goes out but nothing comes back in. Losing money, no matter whose it is, is no fun. And when you're working with clients, losing their trust is definitely not something you want to do. So why struggle trying to figure it out on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free trade where he's going to select a random attendee and build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch, the ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. He's also going to show you the same process he's used working with some of the world's largest franchises to get ROI. Claim your spot at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com. Whether you're working on a small project or a huge launch, it can be easy for things to slip through the cracks. Don't let your designs be one of those things. Let Design Crowd help. One of the many great things about Design Crowd is rather than paying expensive fees and waiting weeks for an agency to pitch an idea or create a great looking logo for you, you can have what you need within days. All you have to do is launch your brief, then designers will begin submitting quality designs for your review. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. All that's left to do is pick the best design and improve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on Design Crowd. Dr. Richard, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? For me, I say my entrepreneurial time really began after my failed business, even though that was a business. But I think the biggest thing for me was getting control of my time. And starting a morning routine changed my life drastically. I started one 114 weeks ago, and I have not stopped ever since. And I have been on fire as you guys like nice. to say, since that time. What's the best advice you've ever received? I would say the best advice I ever received was from a resident when I was training at the Emory School of Medicine. And I was a graduate student at the time, feeling a bit overwhelmed with everything on my plate. And he smiled and looked at me and he said, you know what? The work will always get done. And I have applied that to different areas of my life ever since. I think one of the great lies we can tell ourselves as entrepreneurs is that if I just dedicate 20 more minutes, send out some marketing blasts, a few more emails to clients, that that's what I need to do. And the work will always get done says that it's okay to close your laptop. Now, for those of you listening that have children, it's okay to shut that laptop and spend the time with our loved ones because that's why we're doing it. And if we don't, before we know, we blink our eyes and our kids are off to college and really don't remember having us in their lives growing up. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Gratitude, for sure. Uh, One of the things that I do each and every single day is I spend some time every morning 
during my morning routine. I focus on things in my life that are big and small that I'm grateful for, and I write them down. I journal them. It keeps me grounded, and it, puts, it, it helps keep my life in perspective for sure. Recommend one internet resource. Trello is amazing, and I don't, I don't know if your former guests have brought Trello up, but for me, it's an incredible tool. I can manage countless projects, which I essentially use to do different episodes of the podcast. I can see deadlines. I can connect with my team, get these updates in real time. It's, it's an essential tool that there is no way that I could live without. So you're saying you didn't listen to the previous 1,790 episodes to no, make I'm, sure I'm that you didn't repeat I, the I, resource, Dr. Richard? I'm afraid, I am I'm absolutely I, furious. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I'll have to send you an apology letter or something. No, I, I did not listen to All the, right. To the well, recommend one book and don't duplicate any of my past guests. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a stab at this and I'm, I'm going to say... One Spirit Medicine by Alberto Violdo. Wow, I think you you think you succeeded in that. Yes, yes, I wanted to. I, I wanted to, to say something different. Uh, this is such a great book. I heard this guy in about 2015 on Dave Asprey's show, and his story is so fascinating. He is a psychologist and an anthropologist who went on a, a scientific expedition of some kind in South America, and he came back with all of these diseases. He had hepatitis. His liver was going to fail. He had brain parasites, and he was dying, and modern medicine had absolutely no answer for him. They, they essentially said, well, we can put you on a liver transplant list, and he, his response was, well, how do I get a new brain? So what he ended <laughs> up doing was he went to the Amazon rainforest, where he lived with shamans, and while he should have died in just a matter of months, their medicine, their practices healed him. And I think this is a really fascinating book because not only is the story very, very cool, it blends science with spirituality. Look, you know, I'm a scientist. I'm, I'm trained in a model of Western medicine like most doctors. But what I like about this book is that it's another humbling. There's that humility again. It's another reminder that we scientists, we don't know everything. And having the mindset that there's always more to learn and discover is not only awesome, but Fire Nation, this is something that you should be thinking about living and breathing because the, as soon as we think we know everything, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Speaking of fire, Dr. Richard, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. So my parting piece of guidance is this. Do something every day, no matter how small in the service of others. So I always say on my show that the happiest people are those that help others. And I talked a little bit today about the science behind that. So I'm, I'm going to take Fire Nation to task here and challenge each and every one of you listening to join our movement. Go ahead and do something nice for somebody else. Post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping. And how can we find out more about you? You can find me in a number of places. My website is thedailyhelping.com, where you could listen to the show, find out more about what I'm up to, and get some resources. The podcast is also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I recently launched the Daily Helping app, which is in Ooh. iTunes and the Google Play store. 
Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with DRS and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, just type Richard in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore, and of course, head directly over to thedailyhelping.com and check out the podcast, The Daily Helping Podcast, and Dr. Richard, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Outstanding. Catch you soon. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Richard today. And if you're ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in just 100 days, well, then visit themasteryjournal.com and use promo code podcast as a little thank you for listening to my podcast. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I will catch you on the flip side. My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free training where he's going to build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch. The ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. Why struggle trying to figure out Facebook ads on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com.